Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the ninth episode of Charmed Season 4, Truth or Cares, written by Carolyn Townsend, directed by Eduardo Sanchez. I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. I think that them doing a character redemption for a character I personally wasn't overly invested in but really found myself caring about in this episode was a smart choice um going back into a lot of the criticism from last year they're really finding ways to course correct some things that they feel may have been a fair criticism and I think with the character of Ruby uh, I was kind of curious all season like what are we gonna do with her why is she still around why are we introducing her in this capacity and it all really led up to this episode and it was worth it because I was emotionally invested in ways that I didn't think I was emotionally invested I also really liked how they handled the adoption situation they didn't use lines that I typically hate, which is, it's going to be fine. <laughs> They're going to love you. You know, things like that, that just aren't true, which television shows and movies tend to do a lot. So I like the way they realistically handled that. We got an answer to a question, but now a huge mystery and then an even larger mystery at the end of the episode. So all away, all around, just really solid for the show. I think it deserves an, a renewal. I think it deserves another year that it's finally started to find its own pace and has a cohesiveness that it has been lacking since I've watched the show personally. I know a lot of people like season one a lot more. I like season two a lot more. Um, however, we all can agree that the pace has kind of been up and down throughout those seasons, but shorter i'm telling you shorter concise seasons are the way to go in the future i mean it's just it's we're we're way past the days of 22 23 episodes even like uh you know 16 is almost pushing it <laughs> if you don't break it down and the flash has found a way to to uh as we've been saying all along break down the seasons into story arcs that makes it easier to follow and more compelling for the season uh, i do see that the ratings have jumped a little bit it's not going to be season one but it has been uh for the most part maintaining where it was in season three so hopefully that's a good indication that they might give the show another chance at least one more season with kayla particularly to to allow the you know for us to go out on a very positive note with the show but i think even with this season they're doing a good job with that so before we do jump into the recap wherever you listen to this podcast stitch your itunes podbean spotify uh go down to the rating section drop me some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe if you want to send feedback for charmed or any of the other shows that we are doing uh including in june we're going to start doing movies blackercouch at gmail.com so how do we want to break this down i think we're going to start with the the kayla storyline the maggie storyline and uh, yeah the maggie and kayla storyline the mel and ruby arc and then we'll leave off where the episode ended with uh harry so 
uh kayla has been up in the attic drawing with her busted finger or thumb he did magically (laughs) attach it um but he uh or she is drawing images from the 37 times that she has done the spell to reveal her parents she sees them in bed holding her there is no explanation of why they gave her up but i guess it doesn't matter whatever the reason she trusts that it was a good reason by their reaction at the end like it wasn't something like oh we didn't care whatever the reason was they clearly have been holding on to that themselves and she chose not to add to that that's such a emotionally intelligent thing (laughs) to do uh and i was really proud of her for that uh mel comes up to check on her and tells her that uh, they went out to look for the bowl to figure the ray part out mel has a lot on her shoulder she seems to she spent most of this episode really blaming herself for a lot of things that were happening granted there were a few people that were telling her it was indeed her fault but she's going to go back to the command center she wants kayla to focus on uh, her anxiety around possibly meeting her parents and that's how we start to diverge the story arcs maggie comes up to check on her uh she's itching the crap i know that feeling after my surgery so i i almost wanted to start scratching with her like oh no that is the worst type of pain when something is trying to heal together she's frustrated but she says she did get a license plate and maggie offers her dad's friend chuchi to run the the license plate down to figure out if they still i mean usually that is the case right you can figure out who previously owned the vehicle and that will lead to the names of her parents uh kayla is worried (laughs) about how they're gonna receive her maggie tells her it's you know just one step at a time basically then she and harry go to the store actually i think that's pretty much where we started with them and then when she came back she was talking to kayla but her and harry end up going to a magical store is the last place where the bowl was sold prior to ray buying it the other half of it and she's upset at her father for not telling her about it she says i would strangle him myself if he wasn't already dying man you know what i'm tired of you i'm tired of this shit they split up harry begins to talk to the frogish owner who is more than willing to how is it that everyone else is known to the be associates of the charm ones but harry's name is not up there because he immediately said oh Oh, and they did have a sign that said the unseen. That is when, so this sh- the store is a supporter, but I feel like it's a different kind of movement that's covering up the the lost one. Like they're trying to get everyone invested into going against the charred one, so that when the lost one comes into play, he sa- he feels or she feels like a like someone that is a solution to the issue, but it's it's basically convincing people to allow their overlords to take over (laughs) 
by ostracizing the one people that can actually help you you then are now subjugated to to someone that is worse and now you don't have that support yeah that's happened plenty of times in history so harry is about to bribe his way to that scroll and the guy is not being coy at all when he walked up to him put his hands on him he said can i help you i'm like yeah you can get this booger juice off my shoulder gross you're nasty however when froggy sees maggie he's like a charmed one listen 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 fuck up fuck up fuck up fuck up get out get out harry's like we should just leave (laughs) but she's like no i'm not leaving i did nothing wrong you're gonna give me that fucking information that you keep staring at over there and you're also gonna not talk shit to my face like you know me and that's her that's her issue when she gets back and she's talking to did she say it to harry or to uh kayla i think it was to kayla that people are talking shit about me and they don't even know me people are just spreading lies and i i know it shouldn't bother me but it does bother me (laughs) because i know who i am as a person and i don't appreciate people out there on the internet talking a whole bunch of mess and they they don't know me at all they have no idea who i am as a person what i've been through and i think this is a little bit more of that uh, meta commentary going on i feel like the real villain of the season is internet trolls (laughs) or stands one or the other so then she agrees well she says she had chuchi on it right tucci coochie with tucci whatever that guy um i was surprised we didn't see no ray in this episode but i was glad that we didn't focus on ray i think the the thing about this episode that works the most is that we focus primarily on the sisters uh, there's no outside there's not even the threat of what the the villain is the season it's a focus on their interpersonal relationships and issues being charmed ones as well as humans and i like that i like the simplicity of it so they realize um maggie realizes that they have a problem later on which she tells mel about is the fact that on that stupid station with that guy that's so angry i don't even know why um like anyone we put out a hit list on anyone associated with the charm ones that includes esperanza is that her name because i forgot i think it's just josefina there we go (laughs) i'm thinking of charm or flash uh jordan's up there ruby is up there as well as um maybe harry was up there and i just missed it i could it could possibly because i felt like there was four people up there uh no ray was up there no harry wasn't up there (laughs) and i was like really these are the people um so that's the hit list that has gone out and they say this is where you can find them at their house and that explains how they they veiled uh home got all over the the cyber web and thus they have to rush home uh that's when maggie 
and uh, goes home to protect kayla she takes harry with her uh her parents are also a part of it they even know she's searching for her parents i'm like wait a minute now we don't have no many bugs rolling around so how the fuck they getting this information i would like to know who is the spy (laughs) they should not be privy to this these details and i refuse to believe that jordan is a snitch he's too precious for this world for him to be like you know what fuck them charm ones (laughs) i won't believe it so who is giving up the secrets because how could they possibly know she was searching for her parents um kayla they get home kayla is sitting there practicing how she's gonna talk to her parents hi i love the british accent because that would totally be me on just any day <laughs> hello governor how you doing don't know i'm talking with a british accent not british at all but i'll still do it i do it all the time with my daughter <laughs> we just talk to each other <laughs> i'm sure the whole of the united kingdom is like what the fuck how dare you (laughs) oh but i thought that was a cute scene for kayla they tell her what's going on they protect the house uh that's when harry says that i'm going to go uh they need to find this name in the book is db something but they can't see the last part of their name because when they took it and then they took the scroll back to the yeah i skipped all whole bunch of parts because she took the scroll scroll from the guy but as she was doing it she mimicked his power so now she has a hand that is a like his froggy ugly looking hands and it looks terrible because there's a toxin on it except that toxin you're immune if you're a magical person but if you're a human this could be fatal she's freaking out because now she can't interact with anyone without possibly killing them and it's not going away and she doesn't know why and she's also having her hands stick to things and it's really irritating and it looks like her whole entire hand is a disease i mean it's not it's not pretty so yeah that would put me out too <laughs> it's what i'm trying to say um that's when she goes home to talk to Kayla and Harry's like well I'm gonna see what I can find follow up on the magical bowl and then uh, Mel says they're gonna make some magical little dolls uh, what did she call them baby dolls or something like that to to protect all of the people that they know that are associated with them since they're all on hit lists and apparently all it requires is you to write down your birthday <laughs> on a piece of paper and then put it inside the doll that's awesome though that's a nice little nice little uh, magical thing that they did then we have kayla and maggie talking i did laugh when she said welcome to the busted hand club (laughs) maggie is frustrated that uh it's not going away (laughs) kayla is freaking out because she doesn't know what to say to her parents she doesn't really want to uh to know the story but she wants to know the story she doesn't know how she should react around them she's like you just say hi that's a start and then you take it from there because life is too short to let fear ruin or run your life sometimes you just gotta leap in she doesn't tell her oh everything's gonna be fine she says at least you'll have the opportunity to do something like meeting your parents and she explains yeah i never actually got to meet my birth dad he died 
and that's the first time we we hear the name dexter once again in a very long time and which should have prepared me for what was coming (laughs) um but i like the correlation of it and they bond over that fact because she knows what she's going through in that particular moment meeting uh never knowing why someone particularly wasn't in your life and never having that opportunity to to reconcile that and if nothing else you have that opportunity so it's a nice little sisterly moment between them uh they she says well good because i have the (laughs) names they are oh i forgot i totally forgot (laughs) i feel terrible (laughs) i forgot their names I feel like it was at the tip of my tongue and then it just kind of went away. Um, Something Zephyr. The Zephyrs. That's all I got. Uh, The Zephyrs. And so they go to their home and she's like, look, I'll go in, do the, the, get, get what I need for the, to protect them. And whenever you feel comfortable, you can come in. And Kayla's like, no, I'm good. I got this they get to the door they knock on the door there's a knock on your door your daughter's coming for you they open the door he's like i don't know how your car broke down when i don't see any car anywhere this sounds sus but at the same time i can tell that you're two beautiful black girls that seem to have knocked on my door for a reason so i'm gonna let you in and give you some sweet tea because you know we love some sweet tea also appreciated the black lives matter banner on the porch obama say what it do nice and subtle nice and subtle uh they get in and maggie is pretending to be on the phone while she allows kayla to have a moment with their parents and she asks who's the artist which is her dad her mom works in as an ecologist wildlife ecologist i believe she's like that's so cool uh (laughs) maggie's like are you gonna do this because i'm done with my part and she stands up and says no we should get out of your hair (laughs) and she had a glass of that sweet tea and she puts the glass down she shakes the dad's hand and mom picks up the the glass unfortunately both are exposed to the toxin and that's when they realize that they're not magical at all they're straight up humans unlike trinity or whatever that bitch's name is (laughs) in the flash kayla realizes you didn't do this on purpose it's not your fault as she's over there one-handed trying to make the remedy (laughs) uh i love how she put pillows underneath them she's like look this is not your fault and maybe you have something that you're holding on to which is why you still have that sticky finger she's like i can't believe that you are trying to doctor feel me at this moment and that's my thing but also you're probably right uh but she's like look it's not your fault shit happens let's just finish this fucking thing and get it done with and then also what i really loved what she said to her is no matter you're still my sister even if we're not blood related uh i have accepted you as my sister we are the charmed ones i am a charmed one and i accept that truth in my life she's not fighting it at all uh she feels like she's found her home with her two you know charmed sisters at this point 
so hearing that that makes maggie feel better they cure them the parents are not going to remember anything and when she steps outside they ask who she is and she finally just breaks down because (laughs) she realized this is my opportunity that i am your daughter i like the scene at the table where both parents were emotional you must have so many questions we thought about this because most adopted parents do like what happens if my child shows back up in my life at some point what do i say to them uh doesn't seem like they've had other children and when they they uh get all emotional and she sees that this is something that wasn't easy for them this is something that they probably have been as i stated earlier been obsessing about as well or thinking about or having heaven on their heart and she grabs their hand and she says i don't need to know about the past i just want to know who you are now so let's just start at the beginning and i love that i loved everything about that scene it was emotional as well acted well portrayed um let's move over to the male side of things when she goes to the camp well first we start with ruby and a flashback and i was like whoa okay ruby's getting her her story arc we finally get something about ruby about why she doesn't want to use magic this is what we should have known from the character from the time that she was brought into the show but i'm glad that we're getting it now we see that she's talking to swan they miss each other she goes up to her car and there are some yellow daffodils i don't know much about flowers i'm not a botanist uh (laughs) sunshine flowers i think that's what he says in there sunshine flowers and she has a flashback to her and her mom coming home and when they do come home her demon dad is there he's tracked them down they've been on the run from him and they use their powers to try because he can clone himself to get away mom says we got to go into witness protection and she stabs the the book that she has and they get away from the abusive demon dad but now he is back uh mel finds her she's crying she's like what's going on no seriously what's going on she tells her my dad is back i will say the one line you sure it's not swan that left you the flowers bitch (laughs) you don't think i called and said no he left a note um she realizes that she's the person her association with mel is what put her a target on her and what how her father found her so she feels extremely guilty about that she takes her to the command center um that's when she shares the information with her other two sisters they ruby says that she's gonna wait for kayla and maggie to come back before they they confront the demon dad however when they are done with the well first they have this conversation the command center where she they're working on the doll she's like you want to see me do something cool like go through time and defy space (laughs) and something which i thought was a really nice line from mel uh her being excited about her powers she goes back in time and we get the og book of shadows being brought from the past finally back into the show where it belongs and 
even have ruby who's not even totally into magic being like is that the book the book yeah it is the book yeah you're so cool i know i know i know they find the the spell that they need they start working on it and she completely forgets her birthday and this sparks a conversation where she says look i know i may not have always you know me being busy you did matter to me and ruby says yeah well even if i never showed it i did appreciate it they have like a they still care deeply about each other and that's fair um then she uh (laughs) writes down her own birthday like it's november 16th i'm like oh it's eight days after mine (laughs) and they they carry on they go upstairs so they need more lavender and that's when they see that earl has shown up and is just threatening people like yeah uh where is my daughter where is ruby they think that she hasn't been seen but he clones and and says hey sunshine he wanted to protect her supposedly and that's when they use the matches to go to the blue camellia the minute the minute they do get to the blue camellia (laughs) there's nothing but evil glares in mel's direction fucking hate that girl god ruby's like why the hostility oh you know i had a hot girl summer and i may have ghosted a lot of women in here but then it turns into a civil war (laughs) i don't know why i laughed so hard when roxy walked over and all the feathers were on her coat i was like (laughs) what how did that happen ma'am how did that happen uh she smokes everybody out it seems as if there are people who are on the charm one side so that's good to see but it's still funny they show up in the room and everybody starts going at each other <laughs> another another meta commentary there of what some of the the fandoms look like uh so she smokes everybody out she's like you are a shit stain Melvera. you are absolute uh shit stain call ruby curly sue she's like tell your girlfriend she's like technically we're not um this is so how why is it so weird for me to say that we're exes because <laughs> honestly i'm still trying to figure that out myself is what her brain was telling her in that moment you know how when you get with someone you're like oh i remember what it was like when we were together then the minute you do continue to spend time with them you're just like oh yeah this is why we broke up <laughs> your life is a little too hectic for me sorry uh as they're downstairs because she's like look roxy i know that you know i brought trouble here but can we please stay because i'm just trying to protect my friend and she says we'll grab a mop because this place ain't gonna clean itself and she was genuinely mopping too because i would have found some spell to make sure that happened I clean everything up. <laughs> they made a mention of Harry Potter this episode. <laughs> Maybe they hit you away because they were saving you from an evil sorcerer. 
oh that was funny so uh she apologizes to ruby says i'm sorry that i got you into this she's like uh i love ruby too when she was like damn girl how many people did you ghost (laughs) um and she says no this is not your not your fault you know stop blaming yourself for every fucking thing i was on the run from my dad for seven years before i even met you so how about you stop taking all responsibility for all actions and understand things have been happening in my life before you came into it i like that subtleness uh but she says despite it all you know you we're some badass bitches and we should take the fight to him is basically where we get in this conversation uh she does make mention of roxy and she says uh (laughs) she's like the iron maiden is hot when she's mad but damn and she's like oh roxy oh she's not so bad (laughs) and she could also hear everything we're saying and they're like yeah let's go handle the problem and then all of a sudden uh roxy shows up with a sword and her her catwoman outfit and she's like make that three badass bitches because i kind of want to be in this fight because i want to spend time with mel but i don't want her to know that then there's a moment between the two of them as they're waiting for the dad to get there because they're gonna have him clone matches or something uh where the women begin to talk and she says look i owe you one she's like oh you owe more me more than one <laughs> she says but oh seriously um thank you for everything that you've done i'm sorry i brought the issues here uh then she's like look girl this is not i'm a a circadian this is not my first (laughs) propaganda war and she winks at her and ruby's like the dad shows up I will say ruby's tiny ass knife had me chuckling the entire time i was like why did give her the hobbit knife <laughs> but they decide to divide and conquer so mel takes out one clone and then roxy takes out the other clone except now he can triple clone and they were not prepared for that so they need to regroup and they walk away um obsession can make you level up and i was like why did we have to use those words (laughs) oh they just needed to do it didn't they they needed to do it and as they are hiding in the secret lair behind the walls uh mel comes up with a plan like we're gonna use your voice to lure the clones in three separate directions so that we can isolate the real one because he always can't or the real one always has the red demon eyes but that's going to require each of them having their voice both know what the the spell is and then roxy says it's going to require all of y'all to, all of us to kiss <laughs> and then mel's like mm-hmm. i already put it in my mouth it's already in roxy's mouth <laughs> ruby's like wait what before roxy kisses her and says not bad curly sue and then mel and roxy kiss or mel and that's what i was trying to see but mel and (laughs) ruby kiss is it weird that both of her love interests have an r name what the fuck cannons 
so ruby and malchus they end up luring the clones away ruby is the last to confront the real one and he stabs her and says look what you made me do because you're hanging out with a charmed one except ruby is protected by the magical doll and doesn't die when she is stabbed and while daddy's back is turned is able to vanquish the demon and she does not have any feelings whatsoever about killing her father (laughs) and i'm okay with that uh at the end they they have another conversation where she says now you know you can you have freedom uh you don't have to worry about it's a new start for you because you don't have to worry about your dad anymore and now you can decide who you want to be with and she's like yeah i want us to be friends and she's like i would like that that's probably the best thing going forward so they gave them a proper goodbye and i appreciate that because i'm sure there are fans of ruby Uh, clearly there were fans of ruby um and wanted some you know resolution that wasn't shitty to their particular relationship uh i think that's it with that scene mel shows back up and has margaritas with some tostinos and salsa which sounds really good in the backyard with her sisters let's go to the yeah that that covers those bases go to harry's story arc because this is where things got really weird and also where the progression of the magical part comes in jordan was off helping ray so harry goes upstairs he ends up revealing with some (laughs) green goo that dbv are the initials he uses his powers because he realizes that the person is dead because his powers activate when he touches their name which is really cool but the thing with harry and his powers is we know by now that you need someone who's gonna be uh what do you call it when you're in training uh a spotter he needs a spotter (laughs) it's like i need someone that's gonna you know my hand turns all black i need someone to pull me back from the brink of and for some reason i don't have a cosigner or a spotter anytime i keep doing this so he touches it he goes into the veil and as he's in the veil he shows up and dbv is dexter vaughn yeah he tells him that he should not be here that that bitch behind me in the white she figures out that you're still leaving breathing she's gonna try to take you out and he says yeah i can handle myself in the veil but why are you here you're the last owner of this curse bowl why did you get it he got it because he thought that he says that that bowl is capable of removing any curse um including the one that was keeping him from being with marisol and both his daughters he thanks harry for loving his daughter both of them and he says it was an honor and he tells him look i can't leave here because they get chased away but i can't leave here until i figure out what's going on uh, because i'm trying to protect your other daughter and actually i'm here to protect ray he ain't like hearing that name he's like i know you two probably got some beef (laughs) because there seems to be a love triangle going on here 
that's not my business however um he's dying and maggie shouldn't have to lose another father she already lost her sister and he says so it turns out that the ancient ones has gotten together back in the day to take out this threat i'm guessing that is the lost one and they put all of their magic in a bowl uh, that created a different type of kind of like basically the source (laughs) it's a magic that is out magic all the other magicuses that's all i got for that harry's like how do I, I how come i didn't know this before harry stop acting surprised that you don't know shit <laughs> just because you're 150,000 years old don't mean you didn't know about the fucking you didn't know about jimmy so you can't at any point anymore be surprised that you've been fucked over from the previous magical community that they got secrets that you don't know nothing about you've been perpetually told this so you cannot act surprised they then are attacked and something happens and we don't know what it is and we find out at the end of the episode that harry is still in the veil because his hand is still all black and fucked up but because he touched uh harry which is a living person dexter is now up in the attic alive and nobody knows this yet nobody even thought to check on harry (laughs) i'm a little disappointed because that man is in y'all house (laughs) Uh, they're like yeah we trying to get fucked up down here and eat these tostinos uh which tostitos those they sound that sounds so good that sounds so freaking good right now i think i'm about to go have me some chips and salsa i ain't got no margaritas but we'll make up for that somehow (laughs) so and i think that pretty much covers the entirety of the episode i'm sure if we got more to discuss we'll get it in feedback and speaking of let's hop on to the mailbag shall we Hey, Christina. Um, One, happy Mother's Day, or it's now Monday, but late my time. So sorry for the um, late message, but I hope you had a good Mother's Day. And I'm here to give my review of Charm Season 4, Episode 8, Unveiled. Um, I actually really enjoy this episode. Um, And I actually enjoy that we got to just kick it off. I enjoyed that we got to get like some of Ruby's backstory and kind of the 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 unfortunate situation that her and her mother had and their domestic um violence you know situation with her stepdad and so i thought that was really good to kind of get a better understanding and actually i think this made me like ruby a little bit more because of just seeing her background and all that stuff and i also thought it was a cool um the spell that they did i thought it was a cool callback to what they did at the end of season two um so that was really, really cool. Um, I, it, it's, it's actually really surprising, too, because I didn't know this. But when they were going into the witness protection, it seemed like Ruby wanted to still be a witch. But because of just her demon stepdad, she her mom, 
you know, I guess convinced her or talked her into knowing like it's better to be alive than be a witch and still be hunted down by this crazy man. So I guess it's interesting that, you know, there was a moment in Ruby's life that she wanted to to, you know, be a witch and, and keep her powers. And I can't I wonder if, you know, I wonder if she's going to one day want to get her powers back because I think she's still a witch, but she just doesn't have her powers. So I wonder if she's going to want to go back and decide, hey, I want to get my powers in and and do that. Um, so that was and, and then I guess with um, with Ruby, I thought it was I think her and Mel this episode was better than a lot of their other their chemistry was a little bit better. And I do think that the writers are just going to set them up as friends and nothing more. And I hope I'm right with that because I'd rather they just be friends. They help each other out. Yada, yada, yada. That's really what I want for Ruby and Mel. And I think this episode was kind of the way of signaling like, yeah, they're just going to be friends. Um, But I thought it was kind of cool. The, the dolls that Mel kind of made to protect everyone, kind of their get out of free death card or death card type of situation. So if they did die once, you know, they could come back, but it was a one time thing. So I guess just jumping into Mel, um, I I don't really have a lot to say about Mel, except I thought it was cool that she's getting control of her, her time powers. And I also thought it was great that we got to see the original Book of Shadows. Woohoo! The Book of Shadows came back. Yay! Um, I'm kind of hoping, though, that we I'm hoping some way, somehow they kind of bring it back again and keep it permanently. But that's just me being like a a fan fan. Um, And I I think I'm going to say this a lot throughout my feedback, but I actually enjoy the episode with all three. And I'm saying sisters because, you know, I still don't believe, you know, Michaela's biological parents are her parents or or, I don't know we'll we'll see we'll see I'll I'll get to that in a few moments but um I I did enjoy just I think throughout each of the sisters interaction whether it was Michaela and Mel or Michaela and Maggie there is that sisterly connection and support and I think I, I gotta praise them for doing a better job of just showing that sisterhood amongst all three of them this season compared to the last season because i felt like when we got sisterhood it was just really with maggie or macy or maggie mel never really any sister moments with maggie with macy and mel um but i think this season just seeing how all three of them are supportive of each other they're there for each other it's it's really something that i really appreciate and i and i love and i hope they continue that the rest of the season and also if they get renewed next season um but with mel i don't really have a lot to say about her except that um that i i think it's good that she's getting control of her powers and i also think it's good that her and ruby are coming to this new relationship of just being friends and i think it also opens up you know mel and that bar owner of possibly becoming a thing one day um which again i'm down for that as long as mel's not with ruby i am down for that um i think going next into maggie (laughs) i kind of like the situation with her new powers of her turning into that frog-like creature and just sticking to anything she touches um i thought that was kind of cool and i I think maggie's also getting control of her new power because for her it was just calming down 
and just not keeping the anger, even though, listen, if that shopkeeper had talked to me the way he talked to Maggie, I would have reacted the same way. I would have been very pissed off and wanted to go swinging in his face. Like, how dare you make assumptions about me without knowing who I am? Like, come on, get get real news. Don't Don't follow those fake news people. But again, that's me rambling right now. Um, so I don't really have a, a lot about lot to say about Maggie this week either. I think the main two people that I really want to focus on was Harry and the surprise person that they brought back, as well as Michaela and her and her parents. Um, so just jumping into Harry, I am glad that we're seeing Harry kind of his old, his old Harry, you know, being involved with the girls, helping them out, being, you know, they're white lighter even though he's no longer a white lighter so i i really appreciate that what i enjoyed especially about this episode with harry was when he used his powers after he got that scroll and was kind of looking at that dbv one i was like who the hell is dbv like oh this is gonna be a, a useless character but surprise surprise it's macy and maggie's father now listen, Christina and everybody. When I saw that, I when I saw him, I gasped. Like I literally gasped out loud in my apartment. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like he's back. So I was so happy to see Dexter. I was so happy that he acknowledged not only Macy, because obviously he's going to acknowledge Macy, but he also acknowledged Maggie as his daughter too, and how he wasn't able to see her. And I also loved how, again, this season, they've been doing a good job of tying it in to the past seasons. I also appreciated how Dexter really wanted and was really in love with Marisol. And he really wanted his family to be together. And he wanted to break Macy's curse so that Macy could be with her mom. And I thought this was like a great continuum of that story. Just of Macy's demon side, the curse, and just kind of like Maricel having to be separated from her kids. So I I, I really, really enjoy that. Um, and I also enjoyed how, you know, when... Harry was telling um, Dexter that Maggie and Mel's other dad, you know, is cursed too with this bowl and he needs help. And Dexter was like, fuck him. Excuse me. I don't know if I'm able to curse, but was like, screw that man. I don't care. And then Harry had to knock some sense in him like, hey, listen, don't you don't want Maggie losing her dad. She's already lost her mom and her sister and you. Now, let's not have her losing another person that she cares about and being hurt. So I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm actually excited for him. Like, is he is he back for, for life? Is he alive? Um, does he have to go back to the dead? Like, is it temporary him coming out of the, the veil with Harry? Like, I really have a lot of questions. Is he going to stick around? Is there going to be a fight between Ray and Dexter? Like... Um, are we going to get Marisol? Like, I want to see Marisol. And I'm hoping that the remaining seasons, we actually see their mom. Because one of the things I also enjoy is that we at least see the mom, whether it's in the flashback or she comes back some way each season. So I hope they continue that. And I hope we do see Marisol, whether it's a flashback or she comes back again. I just, I would love, love, love to see her. So uh, overall i'm very excited um i'm also excited for maggie that she's actually going to get to know her biological dad and you know 
get to know more about Macy, like understand what it was like with Macy growing up and even what what Dexter was like as a dad. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. Now, jumping into my favorite character of the season, Michaela, and the surprise, surprise, she meets her family. Um, I, I wanted a little bit more from this. Like when when she finally revealed that she was their daughter, I kind of wanted and, and her parents were like, you're, you're probably wondering why you gave me up. I kind of wanted her to say, yes, why did you leave me at the fire station? Why did you like give me up? Like, did you not want me? Could you not afford to have a baby? Cause you look like you can afford it now. Like, why did you give up? Cause they, they didn't look like they were struggling. Like, um, the dad was a sculpture and the, the mom was, uh, I don't know what she was like a scientist or something around that, but they own their own home. It looks like, um, they're still together. They seem to be doing fine for themselves. Could they not afford the daughter at the time? Like, really, why? Why did they give her up? I, that's that's my first question. Two, um, finding out they were mortals and that they're not magical at all, unless unless they used to be magical and they gave up their powers. So I'm thinking it's either they are mortals, no magical background, nothing at all, or they had magical powers. And I guess they gave it up either when they had Michaela or afterwards or before, but they were magical at one point. So I I would love to like understand if that's the case, like kind of what their background story is and and all that stuff. Um, And also it appears that they didn't have any other kids, at least at the time, at least when we're in the house. I didn't see any pictures when they were going through. So I, I guess it's just them. And I guess Michaela doesn't have any other siblings, which if she does, that's that's very... That'll be interesting. And I think three, like if she, if those are her true biological parents, okay? If those are her true biological parents and if they are not magical at all and have no magical background, how the hell is she a charm one? If the charm ones are supposed to be a trio of sisters, like help me out. And I think whether, uh, and I hate to say this, if it is true that Michaela is not their biological sister, I did at least appreciate the moment between her and Maggie around, regardless of what the situation is, they are sisters. Even if they're not biological sisters, they are sisters. So I'm going to keep referring to them as sisters, even if they aren't sisters, because I think that moment for me gave me my, my, my closure that moment of okay they're sisters and 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 i think that's really what i was hoping for even though it's not really what i was hoping for but but i can live with that because they at least all three of them view each other as sisters and 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 that's i think important and i think that is something that i'm gonna walk away from um so i i think that was really interesting now here's something that i i want to call out so Macy and Maggie's dad, his last name starts with the V, Vaughn. Mel and Maggie's father starts with the last name starts with the V, Vera. Michaela's biological parents' last name starts with the V. I don't know if there's a coincidence there, but all of their biological father's last names starting with the V, granted it's different last names, but they each start with the V. All the girls, their name, first name starts with an M. 
So I don't I don't know if that's something that I need to that um, is worth exploring or if it's just kind of like a far fetched theory, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I am excited for these last because it's 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh, my God. I, I could have just counted in my head. I'm, I'm excited for these last five episodes. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to where they take the story um, and kind of what what happens next, because there's just a lot more to tell. And I, again, I really do hope we get a season five with them. Um, anyway, that's that's it for me. Thank you again for uh, going with me on this rampage of thoughts. And I hope you have a great week. And I can't wait to listen to your review. Bye. That was Trevor with his thoughts on the episode. He be cracking me up. You be cracking me up with your theories. <laughs> with your sisterly theories. I am at this point just going with the flow. I think all things are possible. <laughs> and I I'm just gonna I'm just I'm rolling with everybody else's theories because I really don't have many of my own. Uh, the thing with the names I was just bringing that up that could have significance that could just be someone likes to be literate <laughs> with the writing things they're just like you know let's just let's just give them all the same name because yeah um so i'll be curious to see if that actually has any any uh bearing in the future um what what does that note say (laughs) oh yes sisterly support is better portrayed in this season than it has been in I think the previous seasons that's why I like this episode so much because it was more about the sisters supporting each other Uh, and I like the fact that we can split off in groups and it doesn't need to be the same groups like I like the fact that they're keeping uh, Ruby on as a character that can be played off of Mel when we need that Um, we can even bring Swan in there when we need that uh something i've said about the flash we don't need every character in every scene every episode we can just use utilize some of these because there's too many in the in the main cast and not supporting cast supporting cast is not required to be in every episode and shouldn't be you should be writing around them when they're needed um (laughs) when you said oh excuse my language i was like trevor have you heard me speak i fucking curse all the time if you listen to any other podcast, I probably curse more than I do on this particular podcast. You can always curse. <laughs> I am an avid supporter of the potty mouth. As I have one myself. I forgot to mention that Maggie did the blog at the end where she says, look, I just want to put the story. I want to put a story out there about myself. And this is my way of controlling that. I thought that was another one of those meta comments uh i think i think there is a lot of interest around the dad i think that was something i wasn't expecting either um not at all so for him to be back in the mix for them to finally start to give maggie some more bit of like he she's a little bug (laughs) to to ray but she really is never and doesn't even really speak about the fact that she actually isn't just uh, you know she's also black and she has an ancestry that she might be interested in 
and she never even really brought up those conversations about what's it like to live with you and your dad to macy when they did they just they they dropped those scenes to or that chance to explore that so to bring it back in i think is a smart move and i have no idea i do know that for some reason i bet that harry's gonna be stuck in the veil he's gonna meet up with homegirl because she up in the veil doing shits i just said i'm not gonna theorize but because we are now on that shipping train (laughs) made out of nothing but smoke that's what i'm going to surmise that happens that he meets up with candace mcclure and then they have scenes together and i will be happy um but i think because they keep showing the the footprints that for so whatever reason when he touched him he's able to come back he's probably going to be able to to because he did say like what are you doing here he's like i think because the veil is for people who still have unfinished business right so because that was his whole thing of maybe she came back to the veil because she still needed to you know to say goodbye to me (laughs) so he's gonna come he's probably gonna we're gonna have some really good scenes probably in the next few episodes uh you know rupert's busy so he'll probably be gone somewhere (laughs) or he'll just be in the veil and he'll get an opportunity to to make peace with his daughter so that he can move on wherever the fuck marisol is i mean i'm i could take her leave seeing marisol i don't really care too much but for the girl sure uh and i think lastly that the the scene with them like the knowing why you gave me away i don't maybe it's just because i've seen it so many times in television shows i think it just doesn't matter why you get i mean i guess it could depends on the person right because i can't say that that wouldn't (laughs) someone would say no i need to really know why you gave me away uh but because we have those same ideas (laughs) you say because it looks like they got some money right now (laughs) they might not have you know 23 years ago they might have had situations when they live in georgia for fuck's sake it probably was a race thing (laughs) that's why they got black lives matter up there (laughs) we just gonna come up with the story whatever the story was i think for kayla in that moment it doesn't it didn't matter to her because i can dwell on that the way the you gave me away whatever reason you give me it's not going to change the fact that you gave me away whether it's a good reason bad reason i don't need to know i can see from who you are that you are good people so whatever the reason is um yeah i'll get to that but it doesn't need to be the first thing i know about you i want to know everything about who you are leading up to that moment that you gave me away so that's kind of how i read the scene and i liked it because we do see, hear the same thing over with oh i didn't have money or i was young or i was this or i was that we've we know all the stories reasons why unless you're a piece of shit and you want to portray them as a piece of shit it's a rather cliche reasoning of why you give up your child i couldn't i was too young i you know they gave they did it in the right manner because that's what you're supposed to do give your kid up to a fire station and not just leave him on the street so i mean whatever that reason was it was not more important than getting to know them and that's what she wanted to do first before she goes into me and that's like i said that was just an emotionally intelligent thing to do i connect with it a lot too because i never knew my real dad i met my real dad once (laughs) and that was a weird experience and i do not want to repeat it whatsoever (laughs) but 
I had that same like I didn't know who my real dad was until I was like 13 and I was like who the hell is this name on my birth certificate and that's what my mom told me it's not a good way to tell your child that they are not biologically related to someone you don't like (laughs) it was a whole thing it was a whole thing eventually made peace with it it just made sense to me if anything I was just like oh everything makes more sense to me I wish you hadn't lied because then it would have made just more sense to me because I knew something was up even if you in your mind thought you were protecting whatever the reasons don't do that to your kids like I can understand that like (laughs) you don't maybe want to tell them right away but by the 10th birthday tell your kid that they who their real parents are don't do that don't don't be like i'm gonna take the secret to my grave they ain't doing nobody know they're gonna find out and then they're gonna be pissed not because you're someone else or you're not gonna hate your dad or whatever i never hate my dad after that i was just like oh that makes sense just more like the fact that you lied to me got enough of that in the real world but I, i connected with that idea of just wanting the opportunity to say to see what i can get from you and then i got my opportunity i was like yeah i don't want none of that He still sends me messages on Facebook trying to be friends. I deny all of his requests. (laughs) Um, Because there's something, because that's a resolution I made. I didn't, I did not, there was nothing he had to offer me in my life. uh, And I realized very quickly I wasn't missing anything from him not being in my life. And that's another thing that sometimes you meet your parents and you're like, oh, okay, I got it. So maybe that's why I I really like the way that they chose not to do a tr- traditional way of handling that. And last and not least, and I look forward, thank you for the Mother's Day. My daughter, I had to bribe her to go downstairs just to get the water out of the car on Mother's Day. You would think she'd do that for free because it's Mother's Day. The kids ain't shit. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. And I look forward to your feedback next week. And now, last but not least, let's hear from Queen Shy. Or not Queen Shy, sorry baby, Queen Mimi. What up, Cena? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Charmed. I just watched it, um, and I did like this episode. I know that for a fact. It was really um, engaging, I guess. There was a lot of things going on, a lot of interesting things that we saw, a lot of people that I never, I don't think I w- thought we were going to see again. Um, so I guess I can just get into it. The first, uh, the first, like, I guess the first group we could talk about is Harry and, um, Dexter. Guess I remember his name after all this time. Um, because I guess Harry and Maggie went to a old antique shop, clearly for a magical creature, looking for the other half of the bowl, the unity bowl to help cure Ray, um, their dad, and the person, it looks like everybody that is buying this bowl <laughs> dies, and then the little frog man goes back and gets the other half of the bowl to sell it again, I guess, um, it's kind of funny that he's talking shit about the charm ones, when you're selling a bowl that you know kills people, and then go back and get the bowl to sell it again, but you know whatever people like that are hypocrites and they never see anything wrong with they're doing but always blame everybody else so we're not even gonna go there i'm not even gonna talk about that because i can ramble on forever about uh idiots like that shopkeeper 
Um, but turns out <laughs> the last person that had the bowl was Dexter. Um, Ma- uh, I guess Maggie and Macy's dad. Um, side note, I mistake me if I'm wrong. I don't remember Maggie really being interested in Dexter because I don't remember ever hearing a conversation between Macy and Maggie about okay once she found out that they're really siblings because they have the exact same parents like Maggie made it clear that Ray is still her dad and like that was the end of it like (laughs) I just I I wish we would have got a conversation before this so that we would have known that Maggie at some point was interested in her father because when Macy was alive she never even talked about him like we never had they never had a conversation on screen about who he was how he what kind of father he was like I don't remember anything like that I don't even remember them actually discussing okay so we're really sisters with the exact same parents this changes stuff you know let's talk about our like you knew my mom I knew our dad let's have a discussion but anyway um when (laughs) as soon as we saw him and they brought up those damn gold footprints I'm like is he gonna is he gonna like he has to be going to back to talk to Maggie because they keep pointing out those gold feet (laughs) and why is he in that place like is that where you go when you deal with magic and you're not good is that like the veil I I don't remember but I, I know it can't be an afterlife but since he was a human I'm confused on why he's in limbo and why he isn't you know wherever humans go because the other creatures we saw in the veil were all magical he's not so did he die and go there because he was messing with the other half of that daggone bowl and I hope that him being back in the real world will give us a chance to send him to the real place he needs to go because I don't know I don't remember what how Macy said he died but clearly she couldn't have known he died from magical entities because she didn't even know she was a witch so I'm very interested in next week I'm very interested interested to see the interaction between Dexter and Maggie um I honestly didn't think where he was going to be in this show because I don't know if y'all remember this guy but he's what I like to call black famous he's in a lot of shows so many shows so many movies but you can't quite remember his name I can think of a bunch of black movies that I've seen or even a television show I'm watching right now on the CW that he's in and I know his face but I asked me what his real name is I don't know but I could name like four or five movies ranging all the way back to the 90s <laughs> to now that I know he's been in but for whatever reason I can't remember this man's name but I didn't think he would be back on the show because I knew he was in other stuff but that man be working I can tell you that he might not be a series regular but that fool always getting a check because he in everything I I see him in so many things <laughs> even if it's just one episode or like a movie here and there he's in a lot of stuff so I'm I'm proud of him for making him them consistent checks. And the show he's in right now, I really I don't know what the CW is doing, but I freaking love it. It's called All American Homecoming. Now I know I didn't try to get you to watch 
All-American because there's some fine-ass dudes in it, Christina. But you don't like football. And I try to explain it. It's like football is like the backdrop. But it's like, to me, it's like a soap opera with black folks. But it's like black folks. Like you got the people from California that's from Compton. They're not from Compton. I don't remember. Compton-ish, whatever. And then you have the people from Beverly Hills. So, like, I've never been to California, but I hear that, you know, California or Beverly Hills and Compton are not far from each other. Um, But they're, like, in two different worlds. So, it's interesting. But this spinoff is about one of the girls that's from the All-American, the original. But she starts... graduated high school and now she's at a hbcu it's called brinkston but it's really like spelman morehouse type thing because it's in atlanta it's in georgia i think it's in atlanta but i know it's in georgia brinkston isn't a real college but it's like a spinoff of like a like not a spinoff what's the word i'm looking for like a parody i guess but it's like has all kinds of black people in it from a different range and dexter plays one of the characters dads and the show is really good and with what CW is doing right now I don't know if it's going to get renewed I should say it's good for me but if All American was renewed for a second season or this will be season five and they were already renewed they were renewed at the same time as The Flash so I'm assuming we have a chance but I don't know I guess only time will tell um so far I'm just you know watching it and taking it in one at a time, one episode at a time, and not expecting anything, because if it gets canceled, what the hell can I do? I do enjoy it very, very thoroughly, and it's one of the shows I actually make sure I watch before I watch anything else, because it's one of my favorites um, that's happening so far, so whatever, we'll see. Now that that rant's finished, go back to Dexter. I'm very happy to see that he's alive, and I can't wait to see what all happens because I I don't even know if Maggie knows what he looks like I know she knows he's black but has Macy ever showed pictures I know we have flashbacks of Macy talking to her dad but that's all I remember so I guess we're just we'll have to wait and see um and Harry <laughs> he really be out here wilding with his nonsense like you would think he would have a game plan since the last time he went into the veil they had to be saved by like the first charmed one dude can you have an exit strategy please a plan like you never know what you're going to walk into and you clearly don't know how to handle these powers yet you can go into this place but you can't seem to get yourself out lately people have to be like everyone's been helping you get out of it but i don't know someone needs to work with him and get him some type of plan like maybe some type of magical extra strategy or you know maybe always have someone anchor him or someone go with him I don't know but y'all need to work that out because Harry don't listen um to reason I understand but um maybe now since he's come to terms with what's happening with Macy maybe he'll be more in tune to listen about these powers that he don't know much about you know he was a white lighter for so long you know you think he understand maybe i should get a handle on this first before i just jump into these necromancy uh spells and go into this veil not knowing what the hell's gonna happen 
I don't know, but speaking about the veil, um, maybe that the, I can't remember what her, her name is. The first wife, the first, uh, charm one, maybe she'll have to go in somewhere and get Harry. Cause clearly he didn't wake up like Dexter did. So I'm assuming he's still in the veil. Only one person can go. So my assumption is he's still there and his hand is black and that can't be good. Um, what else? Um, oh, I wanted to talk about, um, the, ruby and male situation i'm glad they are friends so it's not gonna be rekindling even though i guess you know i guess she even got her goodbye kiss she helped save uh ruby from her evil stepfather so now she has no reason to to fear magic i thought that was what the end goal was going to be but it was actually a pleasant surprise that they were like you know i still want to be with swan i want to be your friend you know we didn't work but we can be friends and you know now that she doesn't have a fear of using magic and it looked like from the flashback with her mom that she loved doing magic maybe she'll she'll be like a a helpful hand magically um or maybe she'll never use it again maybe we won't see ruby anymore i don't know i guess i guess we will see but i think if they're friends it's open for her to come back and help um especially with no reason for her not to use magic um the last thing I want to talk about is uh Kayla and uh Kayla and Maggie first of all Maggie you knew that your hand was slimy like okay even if you thought her parents Kayla's parents were magical why the hell are you just walking around grabbing stuff with that slimy ass gross ass hand you could wear a mitten or a glove or something covering it up like when she was like shaking their hand and I was like you are so gross what is wrong with you you know your hand is slimy even if they are magical creatures don't nobody want your snotty hand when when the frogs have that like sticky substance it's mucus that is disgusting I don't I don't want nobody blowing their hands and blowing their nose in their hand and then shaking it on my hand like that's disgusting <laughs> when she just was holding the glass and I was like this heifer need her ass whoop that was so fucking gross you knew your hand was like that you knew you couldn't get rid of it bitch cover it up and then to find out like I guess that was a way for them to find out that they were all they're just human but still like I feel like you know hygienically you shouldn't have never even had to that shouldn't have never been a possibility like so gross i i'm just i was utterly disgusted with maggie she had it all over the glass on the dude's hand shaking it oh yeah i chewed some gum bitch that's worse <laughs> you were grown ass woman and you just put some gum in your hand and made it sticky like ew <laughs> I would, if I was Kayla, I'd be like, you are fucking embarrassing me right now. You couldn't. Oh, God. Ugh. I'm sorry. That was just so gross to me. And just like, have some coos about you, Maggie. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, I, I, you know, I'll never understand what it's like to be adopted. So I, I can't sit here and talk about Kayla for going to the door and saying, oh, our car broke down. And I'm like, why didn't you just tell them the truth? And then I'm thinking, well, it might not be that easy. So I allowed it. But I'm glad in the end, after they woke up on the floor, she was able to say, I'm your daughter. Um, 
I personally wanted to know why they gave her up, <laughs> but I feel like that wasn't my uh, request to ask. So she didn't want to know. So I was like, I guess we'll just never know. Um, I still hope that, you know, especially now since uh, Mac, uh, I'm sorry, Mel can go. She she literally went back in time and grabbed the book, old book of shadows that we can at least see you know in the past like maybe they don't do it on purpose but we find out why they they put her up for adoption um i don't think i ever voiced it on here so i'm gonna go ahead and just say it out loud my theory was that the baby that mel had in the the future was really michaela and somehow like something's happening with the the future and they needed to Mel, because Mel can time travel and take things with her, she finally learns how to take humans and she she takes the baby and she, you know, put it on the steps or the firehouse or whatever, you know, to um, leave Michaela there so that when they when Macy does die, there's a new charmed one. But now I don't understand how that theory would even work but I also it has to be something something isn't right because both of them couldn't have been humans if or both can't be humans with a witch like a human and a witch can make a witch but two humans how often do they make a witch was it a mutation did something happen I don't know but I'm very curious um is it possible that the babies were switched and somehow that picture was wrong I don't know I don't know how often magic is wrong but I'm just very curious um and I since I've rambled on for such a long time anyway I am gonna just end it here but uh, I just wanted to say record this <laughs> as soon as I watched it so I didn't forget because I have to work today and for the next two days um and then I'm gonna be going to Vegas um I know you saw my new hair I'm trying to be noticed by John B because that's my blue thing. I want him to see my red hair in the audience and be like, hey, you red. Come here. Let me sing to you. That's my dream. It always has been. Anyway, so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Mimi out. Um, can't wait to hear what you guys think of this episode because like I said, I really liked it. And have a good day and a good week, Christina. I will... I'm sure I'll talk to you at some point offline. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. She said, I just wanted to let you know I recorded this when I watched it. I did what you said. <laughs> That's essentially what I was hearing that whole time. And her trying to soft pitch me into All American the spinoff. Girl, you can pitch me all damn day. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> I'm glad that you enjoy it. I'm glad it's good. Is this kind of like certain things that I watch that you don't watch and certain things you watch that I don't watch? You try to sell me on it all day long, but I'm telling you right now, I, I ain't going there. I, I, I don't think I can possibly watch another show on CW. The Flash and Charmed are pretty much where I cap out. Um, You are correct in that, no, there was never, ever, 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 ever a mention or a talk between Macy and Maggie about Dexter which i always felt was a failing but hey we're on the road to course correction and it's kind of crazy because ray wasn't even a great dad which would explain why dexter's so pissed off like you had a chance to be 
this parent that I couldn't to this other daughter of mine and then you weren't even that great you weren't you left my children you never showed up on time it's not like you were the ideal father even though you know there was problems Marisol was sneaking off cheating and shit but you know yeah I would love to know something about the person that you know as my dad and I can that, that would have made it rational but hey we're here now uh, as I stated earlier I think that um Dexter stated because that's the same thing Harry asked like what are you doing here I think he has unfinished business and that unfinished business is his daughter his other daughter's gone which is kind of really sad and now he has the last remaining of his daughters and he never got to have that connection with her so that's his unfinished business uh and lastly i did laugh when you said he's tv uh black actor famous you're so right because i can think of a million things he's been in but i don't know his name at all but yeah sometimes you got to get that check by being uh a tv actor and that's good money shit i gotta come in put a little bit of work in get to go home meet a lot of cool people get some free shit on the set sounds like a good life to me and that is going to be the conclusion of this podcast if you have any feedback to oh yeah i did want to say on last episode the part about it being hot yeah i missed that she used her powers to cool it down i realized that after the fact um that i recorded on the episode no one actually told me oh and i wanted to give a quick shout out to to shelly I won't say your last name because you say you're a creeper in the shadows. <laughs> so I'll respect that. <laughs> but uh, Shelly sent me some feedback, uh, some insight. Uh, she showed me that the um, one, she showed me how to watch the show without commercials, which thank you. Secondly, uh, she stated that the showrunner did come out jeff lieber who directed and wrote the episode he's he fell on his sword about harry's comment about loving macy over the sisters they tried to edit it out but couldn't uh so writers threw harry under the bus on that one um so that was good insight because i really don't follow the showrunners online (laughs) or much of the show online so uh always appreciate little bit tidbits like that so now if you want to send feedback for the next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>